Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 24th episode of the Inside Podcast. We're back. It's like another classic episode. My name is Paul. And, I, and I'm Jacob, as you already know, of course. Who, who doesn't? At who this doesn't? Point? If you don't know this, we want to welcome you because we assume you're a new listener. Well, no, I was saying who doesn't know me. Maybe they don't know you, Paul, but for me, they, they know me. For sure. Oh, no, 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 Jacob. Well, I am the face of the Inside it, Podcast. Oh, okay. Let's. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Okay, I was. I'm probably. You know, we could go into a whole episode of arguing. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna concede that one. You know. Yeah, for sure. You. Yeah, sure. You're in the face. Okay, fine. You know, I'll. I'll. I'll let. I'll give that one to I you. I don't think actually. No, our 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 brand doesn't really have a face. Do we need a mascot? Paul? I think we do need a mascot. Yeah. Okay. What's our mascot? What's uh, it gonna be? It needs to be something inside. Something inside. Yeah. Maybe. What's like a um, like an animal or something that only lives inside. The naked oh, mole rat. Yeah, yes, I was just about to say a mole. Yeah, some sort it, of mole. You not, know? not naked mole rat, but like there's like just moles, like the like blind, like those blind mole creatures yeah. that are just naked so mole cute. Rat. Yeah, they they got these you know cute little hands. I think they're, that'd be a great mascot. It's always inside. Or you know, going a little more, uh, a little more cute route. The prairie dog. You know. Oh yes, prairie dog. Those, oh, are, those yeah. are very nice and cute. I like what, those. What's the one? Meerkats. Well, those are meerkats. Are those just like mm-hmm. always inside too? Not always. I, I mean, they're underground. They, but yeah, they live they're underground. pretty much yeah. inside, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Man, those are some good ones though. I think. Well, we'll we'll ask the audience on this one. What should be our mascot? Uh, if it were like an animal or anything else, let us know in the. In the comment section of our Instagram post, the Inside Pod. By the way, if you're not following the Instagram, what are you doing? The Inside Pod. I literally spend hours on because I don't, you know, I'm editing all these pictures on on my phone. I don't have any, you know, amazing Adobe products to use. I'm literally using the editing software on Snapchat to make these sick memes and and, and amazing photo edits for the Instagram. You must check them out. I put so much time and effort into them, and I love them very much. Please leave a like. That's all. You know, that's all I need in my life, and follow. Thank you. Yep, I I do agree with that. <laughs> I don't handle any of the content on Instagram. That's all Jacob's domain. That's right. And also, I want to call out some of Jacob's uh, BS right here. Oh, sometimes on the Instagram, Jacob comments. Re- he replies to comments <laughs> on our Instagram, <laughs> acting like we have our own PR person dedicated yeah, to that I, job. And um, I think it was why Jacob. Why? Why do you do that? I think it, I forget what. Uh, it was Anna Mark was that posted something, yeah. uh, something about we were, no, me. We, yeah, we were talking oh, about if yeah, you if we if we reach a, a certain number of <laughs> of, yeah. of listeners by like January no uh, July, Jake was gonna drink coconut water. Or yeah, something either that or sparkling water or something. And she said, "Oh, I, I love that idea or something." And then I responded. I was like, um, "Well, Jacob actually, yeah, did. Jacob <laughs> wouldn't really like that idea or something, as if it wasn't me commenting that. It was the inside pod. Yeah, uh, wh- why? Why do you got to do that professionalism? Like everybody knows that every, it's you. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of having that sort of professionalism, even if it's obvious that it's not. <laughs> Jacob, this podcast is the, the exact opposite from anything professional. <laughs> do you know what we've been doing for the past ten minutes? Yeah, <laughs> we have done." Like six different attempts at the start of this podcast. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh well, I don't know. I like the I like the vision. I should have went further into that. I should have commented the exact comment I made with the inside pot and then switched to my Jacob Bachorski account and just comment, Yeah, you you know, you're absolutely right, inside pod. You're absolutely right. I would not like, you know, I should have just doubled down. That kind of reminds me of like social media platforms, like you know Wendy's on on Twitter or or like Burger King on Twitter or whatnot. Oh yeah, like how they they, they roast other other companies or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
we got to we got to get into Joe Rogan's DMs as the inside <laughs> pod and just just absolutely lambaste him. Just destroy him. <laughs> call him like bald and and just <laughs> call like him call him a meathead or something. Just like yeah, I don't soy know. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> right. Soy boy trash. Like I don't know. It's just absolutely lambasted. No, no, just no. Soy, the... soy wojack. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we just gotta like absolutely annihilate him and say that his like his little helper or whatever his name is. What's Jamie? His name? Jamie. Jamie, Jamie yeah. should be running the whole thing. You know, Jamie's more entertaining than you are. Um, uh, and and just and just get it under his skin and maybe we will become a guest. You know, and he just he could just like beat us up live on air. That'd be pretty cool. I gotta be honest. I've never actually listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan really? podcast. Okay. Yeah. Nor have I like watched one of their things on YouTube. But mm. sometimes I watch like their little the they have, like, a five minute clips or whatnot. I also do like their comp like meme compilations too oh, of, of Joe course, Rogan. Yeah. I saw this one. It was like Joe Rogan's entire existence boiled down in the thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, those are. Great, I think yeah. and I, you may know what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it was like Joe Rogan was talking about. Did you see that one video? Of you know a, a deer getting hit by a car, like yeah. man, like life is so fragile. They pull that up. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no, it wasn't like that. It was something along the lines of like, man, life is so fragile. I can't believe you can just you can die in an instant. And we're so I'm so blessed to be living. Man, life is amazing. Hey, did you see that one video of the deer getting hit? Yeah, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. It's just, yeah. just sort of like going really serious and deep, talking about life, and then like, oh well, yeah, that one video of a deer getting just annihilated by a car. Have you ever heard of DMT or what's what's it called? Yeah, have you? Yeah. Ever? D- yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I mean, it's it's good stuff. It's kind of similar to what well, they they're just talking, but you know, they bring on actual like celebrities and stuff, mm-hmm. of course. You know, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, how did we get on that? I, I have no know. idea. Oh yeah, no yeah. Um, with the Inside Pod uh, Instagram, yeah, we gotta just like destroy some other podcast people. Just just ramp the drama up, you know. Mm-hmm. Bring people to our platform, you know. Yeah, that's the idea. Okay, Joe Rogan. He currently lives. He's like an LA cat, right? He's an I LA guy. So. We, as everybody knows, we're we're Chicago cats. Chicago based. Yeah. Is there any Chicago based podcasts that are big? You know, mm. that we can get into the GMs and start getting some beef. You know. Uh, it's a good question. I think, um, wasn't there like a Barstool Chicago thing? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't really pay maybe. attention to Barstool that much. I don't really either. I'm sure a lot of people do though. I don't know. Um, they're, they're probably too cool for us. Um. <laughs> no, no, no. Other way around. We're too oh, cool. no. Yeah. We're, yeah. They need to, you know, get up to our level, of course. Um. Well, if anybody knows of any podcasts that are, uh, large in the Chicagoland area, please let us know so we can, um. Or small. Or small, yeah. Up so we coming. can collaborate or do something fun with them. I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Whatever. I don't, we don't care. So not only do you have to give us ideas on uh, on podcasts, but what was the first thing I said? Give us ideas on on something else. Instagram, something. N- no, it was commenting. Before. No, no, no. Instagram. I literally said, comments, please, please do please, this. Please, uh, uh, give us ideas. For this. Oh, maybe it was on a previous take. It might have been <laughs> on a previous take. Oops. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, we're we're now moving on. Okay. So that I- give us ideas on. Podcasts to interact with. If you got any small ones, big ones, we got we got to get out there, and we gotta we gotta pretend like we have a PR person with our Instagram <laughs> Instagram page. Yeah. You know, if we actually do get big, we will hire a PR person to take over Instagram. You oh, wait a minute, enough, Paul. Wait a minute, Jacob. Hold up. Wasn't it a thing at our old high school that we had like a um, or maybe this was a thing at my college. I can't remember. Our high school had like a Snapchat account, and every week a student would take over. Or maybe this that's, was a, that's definitely or was college. That a college thing. That's definitely. Okay. Maybe I had that thing. for UIC for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because kind of strange. There's this like this 
dim light bulb in my brain. Yeah. Well, that is my brain, but there's a dim. <laughs> <laughs> there's like this idea floating in my, in my brain about like, I do remember there was like weekly like Snapchat takeover, but I can't remember if it was like in my high school or if it was at the college. If there was in high school, I would not have remembered that or even followed it. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should um, auction out our Instagram page. No, <laughs> and, like, there's going to be no bidders, bro. There's going to be no bidders. <laughs> yeah. No, no one's going to be taking it. Speaking of bidders. Oh, yes. Speaking of bidders. Yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There that, you go. That's good. That's good. There you go. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, moving on to topic, even though this this is actually technically topic number two, we're going to start off we're with gonna this. We're going to start off with it. Um, yeah. I'm, I I had a heart attack today, a figurative heart attack, mm-hmm. um, where... I was bidding. So a little backstory, this little, little bit of disc golf history right here. I'll, I'll try to keep it really short and sweet to the point. Uh, there is a type of disc that I really like to use called Discraft Buzz. It's been in production for many years, and there was a run of it that came out in, I, I think it's like the late 2000s, early 20-teens, maybe even earlier than that or later. I'm not sure. Whatever. And it came out in like a tie-dye kind of plastic. It felt really good. It f- flew great. I, I loved it, but they don't make them anymore. And they're really difficult to find. One, because I think they didn't make a lot of them when they actually did make them. Two, people who have them don't want to sell them because they're so nice and they're, they're great to throw. And three, they're, they go by different names online. The real name that Discraft gave those discs was like the Buzz Fly Die. It was tie-dyed, but the you know discs fly, so it was called the Fly Die. Mm. So sometimes when you're searching for them online... You got to type in fly dye or tie dye. And you know, some people have different ways of spelling tie dye. Like some people spell tie dye T I E or T Y E, right? And sometimes they even misspell like dye, like D Y E or D I E. Yeah. Tie, no, I, don't, I haven't seen D I E because that's uh, like. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, <laughs> exactly. They might spell it like that. Yeah. So. And it makes it very hard to find these discs. Yeah, that that's my point. It makes it very hard to find these these things online used. But what, you can't buy them new, so you got to go on eBay or Craigslist or any other used kind of disc exchange um, website. And two, because of like how they're named and different people have different ways of spelling out fly dye or tie dye, they're difficult to find. Hyphenated too, that, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. So recently, well, about a week ago, I found one on eBay for a very reasonable price. It was bid only, like no buy it now, bidding only. And I was, I've been watching this thing for um, like like a week. And it went up from, you know, $4 to $10 to $20, you know, one of those types of things. Yep. And it ended today, ended today, like right at 1230. And I was going to, I was like, okay, I've been looking for this disc for years. <laughs> I, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. And finally, I have one that's finally popped up and in my grasp of purchasing. Yep. This is amazing. Like I can't let up this opportunity. So the strategy for this is this is some this is a top tip insider info. Exactly. This is the inside podcast inside with the inside inside, tip. inside info edition inside info yeah. tip right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. If you want to win an eBay auction, the best time to bid is right at two to three seconds. Mm-hmm. If you can hit like 2.5 and click confirm right there, you should be golden. Now, when I did that, I did I placed a bid at that time, but I, I'm i not sure what exactly happened. The disc was being sold for, I think it was like $24 and something cents. So I was thinking to myself, okay, let me just bid $30. So if somebody else bids like 25 or 26 or 28, I'll still come on top and I'll win this thing. Mm-hmm. So I bid $30, clicked place bid at two seconds, 
and went through. The screen came up, like, showing the winning bid, and it said, winning bid, $26. And I was like, no, I lost it. I lost the bid because my bid that I placed was $30, mm-hmm. but the winning bid was 26 I was thinking, damn it, some guy came in with $26. He must have had faster Wi-Fi, or he must have placed the bid at one second left, right? And mm-hmm. I, I lost the bid. Yeah. Oh, well. But then I saw, congratulations, you won the disc, or like yeah. you you won this bit. I'm like, what? I I no, I didn't. You I clearly lost it. I yeah. clearly lost it. But then upon further inspection, I don't. I assume eBay has maybe like an algorithm. If you bid, let's say you know like someone's going for yeah twenty four dollars, and then you bid like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Maybe eBay has a, s- a system where it takes that and it drops it down to the next increment up bid price. So maybe it was like yeah. up two dollars should be if you don't have to eBay is trying to protect buyers from not overpaying or something like that maybe yeah. I'm Who not knows? sure but nonetheless I had a mini heart attack seeing that um. <laughs> but you won it I did you want won it, yeah. you won the disc so it's now in your possession you actually spent $26 spent 26 that's right that's a reasonable price for that disc I do believe anything over $30 for a disc is kind of not worth it mm. um, but yeah Twenty six for a disc that that's a good little price. That's not bad. I haven't yeah. used eBay in a long, long time. I don't remember. I don't. I don't even think I remember ever getting anything through auction on eBay. Um, I remember my uh, cousin, um, who's who lives in Poland now, legend. Uh, he bought like a really nice guitar off auction on eBay, like a nice one, not just like a you know hundred dollar, you know whatever. Like an actually like good one for several several thousand um, that he I don't know he was visiting the U S for a while um, when I was I don't know in grade school still he's like oh you know I'll just while I'm here you know see what eBay's looking like in the U S and gets a guitar and then dips out you know it's back to Poland and you know uh, made use of it that way but um, no I never got it done eBay I really should check for maybe bases or base equipment or something. It's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, no, eBay is eBay's fantastic. I think eBay in, in some way, shape, or form is could be better than Amazon in that in that regard. Mm-hmm. Where you can get really nice things for, you know, not what they're they normally go for. Yeah. But I mean the only issue is that with auctions you can lose sometimes and it's pretty depressing and you don't get your thing and you won't see another listing for maybe another month or yeah. depending how rare yeah. whatever you're buying is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh oh I yeah. Well, let me, I'll go into this for a second. So, um, there's like this big craze, I don't know, in the past couple months in regards to just like, uh, collectible, uh, I guess nostalgia, um, and it increasing in price. The most notable one is like, you know, Pokemon cards. This is like a big fad in the past like couple months where you would get like a first edition, like. Uh, um, I don't know, like Charizard or something from the first sets, and you would go grade it at a um at a grader like it's called PSA, and if you get like a ten out of ten, the the card itself would be worth in the tens of thousands. I don't know the exact price, maybe a hundred thousand. There maybe a hundred thousand. It would have to be like a, I don't know, a few specifics to it to make it that high, but like really really big big prices. And I was curious, like, oh man, like. You know, feed into this. You know, the, these prices are just like skyrocket, skyrocketing. I don't see it really, you know, crashing. Maybe, maybe it crashes. Who knows? But um, I was checking like other hobbies, like you know, games that I've played back in the day. Like there's like, um, like y- y- you know, with you know, you get your like 
I don't know, Game Boy Advance like boxes or something with like the you know un you know unopened or whatever, and you you seal those and grade those, and those could be sold for like ten thousand or something crazy crazy money for mm-hmm. what would otherwise be like a fifty dollar product, um you know retail, um these like there's like nostalgia behind these things, and if you grade them and say these this is like a oh when I mean grading I mean like it's checking like the um, not only the authenticity, but like just like the quality and and if it's like mint condition or whatever. Yeah, like bumps or scratches on the packaging and that rips would and yeah all that, that would yeah. bring it down to a nine, eight, seven, whatever. But a ten is assumingly like perfect, like right off the shelf, right off the shelf. One, yeah. No, yeah, no sort of damage or whatever. And th- I guess that would be the latest reason I checked eBay. I'm like, you know, how how much is this stuff really going for? PSA ten like cards, single cards of like I was curious like. Um, like rookie cards for for basketball or, or, or football, or whatever. I mean, these things are going nuts too. I don't know. So that's the one thing I checked eBay for. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I'm always interested by. That like, what little niche markets yeah. eventually lead to those like thousands, massive, blow-ups, massive yeah. thousand dollars. It's like, hard to tell when you like, know, yeah. when things come out now. Like I, I I thought about that too. It's like I wonder, you know. 1999 or something i think when pokemon first came out in the u.s and you know there's like these training cards like do people or did people back then think this is going to be the biggest literally the biggest franchise ever no way there's no way people thought that they're just like well you know what's this like fat or whatever um but you know i say no way but there were people who held these like boxes you know packs of cards or or, or boxes of like full uh sets or you know they they keep all the stuff sealed, and they they were like waiting for like a boom like this to happen, and it finally did. And then they sold, for, you know, again retail like a hundred bucks for like a thing of packs, and now like for you know a hundred k, you know, it's you know, so it's hard to I guess now say if there's like a new I don't know a new show that comes out a new fad for like kids or something, would we be able to detect if it's gonna pop off in like twenty years? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's very hard, right? Well, I. I I'm not a kid, so I'm not sure no, what, I know what uh, what's going on with yeah. kids. I don't believe, as of right now, there's any other card games, right? Oh, as for uh, as for yeah, collectibles. I mean, I don't well, know. Well, Maybe. with Pokemon, it's like Pokemon Go, and that's all digital now. You know? Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, all these things still exist, but in terms of like. Are there new cards being new sold stuff. today? New stuff. Maybe. I mean, maybe they're... We, we're not checking. We're not... I don't we're know. We're not doing our research. Oh, you and I do know that exists that I think little kids do buy. Huh. Have you ever heard of U2s? Or I've U-tunes? never heard of that ever. U- U2s? It's this company that creates vinyl um, like figurines of YouTube creators, content creators. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are those like the... the the pop things, like the pop figurines? I think so. I think similar it's similar to that. to that. Yeah, like kind okay. of big head, small body. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think but it's similar. YouTubers. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. And I've seen some of the YouTubers that I watch. It's a, like a really wide variety of, of oh, people. Wow. Like um, I used to watch this guy's videos a lot more like back in the day. Davey504, the base, that base dude, guy. Yes, yeah. I think he had one to come out. Yeah. There's another guy I like to watch, Ice Cream Sandwich Comics. He just does little animation videos. Sure. He has the thing, internet comment etiquette. Oh, he has one, like three different like brands of YouTube channels. Completely different. Completely all but have that same thing. Yeah, the same. Yeah. And okay. the whole point of of like the U, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure if it's U twos or U tunes or U tubes. I don't know. But mm-hmm. whatever the little figurines are officially called, it's always a limited run, 
and yeah. it only gets produced once. Yeah. So by you know, Vesting. logic, yeah, like, like this it, is like a once is, it could be potentially an investment. Yeah, it's like a once in a lifetime purchase, right? Imagine Davey five hundred four becomes a hundred million subscriber YouTuber or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. big time. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves the base for some reason. Finally, it's about it's about time they appreciate the base. You know, the the only caveat on that is they I do know they make those little tune figurines for essentially every single popular YouTube creator. Oh. Right? Everybody has them. So there is a big market saturation sure. for that. So whether they will actually be popular someday, I don't know. You know, that that's that's kind of a niche thing. That's an interesting angle. Yeah. I wonder but, how much they would cost. Yeah, I think like brand new. If you're to buy them brand new, maybe like thirty dollars, thirty-five, you know, something like that. I would never do that. There's no yeah, need for me to be doing that. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's I guess if there's one thing that is being sold in the youth, the market nowadays, and maybe that that's one thing. Could be, could be. But everything that I can think of is like all it's all online, like Fortnite skins, Fortnite special gun oh, packs, sure, you know, sure, sure. like everything is yeah. digital that you could buy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. Really, I mean, well, you know, with stuff like that, there's always like merchandise, you know, like, you know, physical merchandise, like, you know, I don't know, like, let's, you know, with that example, Fortnite or something, there's like, I don't know, like figurines or, or <laughs> clothing or something or, 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 um, I don't know. Maybe col- collaborations with different products. Like I'm sure there's like a Fortnite like Lego set or something that I'm sure would have ve- value. You know, like stuff like that. There's actual physical objects that represent that sort of brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. What will be the <laughs> the next like thing that pops? I don't know. It'll be very interesting. Wait a minute. I just had like another thought about this. Another thought. So, when Pokemon, when the Pokemon cards first came out in the nineties. Yeah. The point of those cards was to be like a game. You play it is, cards yeah. mm-hmm. with your friends. Mm-hmm. It, the point of it wasn't to be collected. Yeah. It, the point of those cards were to be used, have fun with, to, to drop, to spill soda over and dry them off, keep them playing with your, your, your friends. Yep. Right. That was the point of the cards, mm-hmm. not to become collectible. Right. And then in a number of years, they became super valuable, super rare, because mm-hmm. not a lot of them survived the children's, you know, yeah. know, play sessions or whatnot, you know, sticky hands and sticky hands, and yeah, exactly, yeah. being dropped, going to the playground and, yeah. Yeah. and the dirt and wood chips and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So the the ones that were in good condition became very rare, and that's how they increased in value. Yeah. But with these, you know, YouTube things, I think the point of them is to be rare and collectible. And I think psychologically, there there's something in our brains that when when a company or a corporation tries to do advertising, like we're releasing collect this product, this, collect all and of this. Yeah. You're supposed to assume you're rare. You got to collect all all five of them. You got to do, th- and they 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 push for that. You know, our product that we it make makes it less cool. Huh? Yeah, exactly. The product that we make is going to be rare and cool, and you're you'll be cool if you own one. It'll go up in value. If if the marketing is that, I think there's like a flip in people's minds. Like, oh, mm-hmm. the the corporation is trying way too hard. Like, I don't need this. Yeah. But if it's, like, you know, something that's really, um, like, kind of nonchalant and there is none of that factor of buy our product because it will be the rare someday. The product stands in, on its own. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. If the product can, like, stand on its own and actually sell on its own because the value of the product itself, not because of the value of what it will be someday, then someday, mm-hmm. ironically, it will have more value. Yeah, for sure. 
Maybe I'm totally wrong too. No, I mean, no, I don't I, know anything. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, we we are completely <laughs> not knowledgeable on any of this, but we're just making you know trash takes left and right. But from but from my perspective, it yeah. seems like that's kind of how it is. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in that market too because I I just bought a a disc mm-hmm. that is many years old, and I bought it for essentially full price and probably over price it got sold at i would assume new that disc that i bought probably would have been sold for like i don't know 12 or 15 dollars but i bought it for 26 right so over the years that has gone up in value Hmm. and not to mention like inflation inflation is a real thing over a period of 10 years not too much money but it it is a real real thing you can measure it Mm -hmm. nonetheless i don't know really what i'm talking about but i kind of do so i got (laughs) yeah i got a sort well on topic but not on topic in terms of just Pokemon cards growing up, yeah, I had them, you know, in in the early uh, elementary school days, um, and you know, all all the kids would kind of show off what they got, you know, because I feel like everyone in my grade had them, whether it was like a, a ton or not so much or whatever, they had some sort of collection. Um, I would show them up, you know, we would none of us would play the game, but we would just like you know trade and it's like, oh, I like this one, and can I have this for this type thing. And me and a buddy, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rat him out, rat him out because we did something terrible. Was um, <laughs> we were uh, wait, if wait, you, wait 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 in the in the story of trading Pokemon cards, he did we something did, so bad. We, no, you we can't, both did. We both, you both did. did. But what you're saying is that in in the realm of Pokemon cards, yes. you did and something as so a, bad. As a third <laughs> grader, yes, yes. <laughs> I am very intrigued. So. I mean, if you know, if you know anything about the series or the show or anything, you know there's, you know, a group of bad guys called Team Rocket, okay? And we took on the role of Team Rocket stealing other people's cards. That's what that's no. what we did. We did that. We did that. Oh, we we no. we were very slick and and awful and and evil about this. We're very, you know, I guess we didn't we didn't take the rare stuff. We didn't take the oh, like a ton of stuff. We were always very like Did you guys have like choreography too and like rhymes? You know, we did. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We, we never got blasted <laughs> off again. We, you know, we didn't have a cat. Yeah, we didn't have none of that. Um, but I guess we were very meticulous with our. I mean, just very clever, but awful. I don't know why we thought it was a good thing. We're just dumb, obviously. But um, but then I'm, again, I'm not gonna rat him out. Um, but he uh, he took it a little bit, a little bit too far. It, I should rephrase and say very much too far where he literally, I'm not even kidding. Uh, you know, again, we, I would take little singles, like one card at a time type thing from one person and, and never like their rarest thing, you know, cause that's like too obvious. They were going to notice or whatever. Um, this dude would literally take, he one day took someone's entire binder of oh. just cards, just took <laughs> all. And, and, and she goes, where's my, where's my binder? And he's like, guys, it's gotta be somewhere. And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. And then finally they figure out that it was, or he either he, you know, reveals that it's him or they find out that it's him. And literally, the you know, they, they came to our class or the principal came to our class. No, the principal got the involved. Principal oh came, and goodness. he was so upset. And he, my guy, he never, he, he didn't, uh, um, what's it called? Throw me under the bus. He didn't. He was like, "Yeah, it was me. I literally stole so many people's cards." Well, well you didn't. You didn't steal. The I didn't big steal binder. the binder. You didn't I didn't steal, steal the, binder. the binder, but he didn't. He didn't. Uh, what's it called? He didn't rat me out. Yeah, he didn't okay. say I. You know, this guy did some stealing as so well. So still to this. Well, to this day, with the exception of the past like two minutes. Yeah. No one knows that you have been stealing. You have have been stealing. Well, I've told the story before. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um, 
And uh, I thought this was a podcast exclusive right here. It, it, well, we can say that if you want. <laughs> we can say that. But uh, yeah, I was I was a thief back in the day, little little rat human being, and uh, I've learned from my ways. It's not it's not a fun time, you know. I don't want the principal to come to my class and and make me cry in front of the class. You know, it's not something I want to do. You know, and uh, yeah, it was an interesting time. So he returned the cards. The cards turned out to be fake anyway. Oh, they were they were like <laughs> cardboard, like 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 printouts. You know, what? Yeah, it was very. Uh, <laughs> so her collection wasn't that. Um, stellar anyway, but well, um, then he could have made the argument that he was doing her a favor, doing her a favor, getting rid of these like fraudulent items yeah. off the market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my story. So actually, you know what? No, it would have. I think actually that story would have ended better if he stole the cards, the fake cards, and yeah. tried to turn around and, and like turn them around for a profit. Oh, and realize yeah, that sure. then the, she oh, got him yes. because they're fake cards. For you know? sure, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we. It was never for profit. It was for our own personal gain. It was just like to get the emotional profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That sounds like you know. That sounds like to me a very early form of a gambling addiction. Oh, is it what it was? It was just like how, like how, how far can I go? How far can I? How go? far can I go of 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 taking like little itty bitty cards that aren't like the big you know yeah. rare cards that are going to notice, but. But can I can I go up to that next step? Can I take that intermediate card yeah, and have well, them not notice? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. that's just like a, it sounds like just a little awful. form of gambling, it's right just, there. Oh, I mean, it it spawned so many awful habits for the both of us. We became terrible people as a result. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I mean, it. <laughs> I look back, I'm like, I, I always say, wow, like I. That I can't believe I did. You know, it was just it was just funny though. I don't know. I look. I mean, I don't give myself. T- you know, too. You know, I don't. What's it called? I'm not too hard on myself, but like, you know, mm-hmm. I just think it's just like funny, like, wow, I really did that, you know. But did you ever return those cards that you take? Oh, of course not. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, they're, no. they're still in my possession right now. I know exactly which ones I. No, I, of course, <laughs> I don't remember. I think, oh, actually, I remember this, though. I, I remember this. The guy I'm not going to read out, the guy who, who ended up stealing the binder, he stole from me, too. He, <laughs> he stabbed my back. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's my card. It's literally in your binder. I see it. It's mine. He's like, no, I had this. And I, I don't remember if he ended up. Bra- no, I, I remember this. He, he somehow. I, I was so gullible and so trash. I really wanted that card back because it was mine. But I was, he was like, all right, well, we'll trade me for it then. I'm like, well, no, it's mine. But he was like, no, nah, I mean, you can only, well, you, you could trade me for it. I'm, he's like, and I gave him like another rare card of mine for my card, and he ended up getting my card anyway. You know, I was like, awful. He stabbed me in the back. He stole an entire binder, and the, the principal ran him out. So. But I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing fantastic. Whoever you are, mystery person. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rat him out. Cause of course, if you if he's listening to the, which he very well could be. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. Um, let's let's talk soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mystery mystery person. Um, if yeah, if if you're listening and you know who you are, uh, be in, come come on the podcast. Let's talk <laughs> about uh Pokemon cards or something like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um. So yeah, that's that's my story. I'm trying to think if I have any stories of me being a little kid and just like blatantly no. like stealing things. Nothing's coming to mind. I mean, I have little light bulb memories coming up to me like, you know, it's Halloween time and you know I take a piece of candy from my brother's, um, you know, uh, bag bags or whatnot. Whoa. You know, awful human being. I I know I've done that. I'm sorry, Stephen Adam. Oh, my, I, I listen, apologize. my my sister to this day will take any you know anything from me at all times. You know, she's ruthless human being but um no i mean i can't oh in in terms of halloween all day she'll take my 
she'll take any Hershey's she could get. She could take, you know, any Reese's, all of it, all the good stuff. She's She leaves all the garbage to me, every single one. Smarties, she leaves all that to me. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, other than that, I really, I can't think of anything else. I think I was a good boy. I was a good boy back then. Good for you, Paul. I think candy stealing was probably my worst crime. Mm. Wow. Actually, Awful. you know what? No, <laughs> this is pretty sad. It's not really stealing, but I it's kind of in that it's similar. It's in the similar vein. It's in the realm, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was in elementary school, around the middle school age, like late elementary school, early middle school, I think I've ever said this on the podcast a while back ago, but I was very much addicted to soda. Like I love drinking soda, right? And I remember I would, you know, sneak into my garage where that's where we kept our soda. Mm-hmm. I would take a can of soda and I knew like I can't open this inside the house because it's really loud. Like the pshk, like yeah. the, when you open they'll up a can, it. You'll, they'll hear it. So I would like hide it in my pocket and like ride my bike over to the <laughs> elementary school in my neighborhood, oh, open God. up the soda and drink Just, it there and then yeah. ride back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's hilarious. Didn't want anyone to know anything about your soda drinking mm-hmm. habits. Yeah. I was. I like, wouldn't want people to know either. Hey, if I if I was drinking soda, I'd be so embarrassed. What a, what an awful thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like the rule in our house is like you know, sodas for weekends. Like, oh, the rule was like if it's the weekend, you can have a soda. If it's a weekday, like no, it's not healthy for you. You can't do it, right? And I was like, it's a Wednesday, and I really want a coke. Yeah. So bike over to the, uh, the elementary school in the neighborhood, and you know, chug it down, and just mm, come mm, back, mm, come back, and it's like no one's noticed. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And the next step was like, where do you throw away the can? Do you, do do you do you like you can't throw it out at, at you your, can't throw it out your, at your home. You know? So I would have to. I remember I would bike over to the library that's next to us, oh my God. and I would recycle the can. Like the right library's recycling, and I would ride all the way my bike back home just for one can of soda. That's brilliant. It's not technically it wasn't stealing, but it's like kind of the same. You know, you're you're, you're dodging some sort of rules <laughs> yeah. that your parents established. Yeah, and um, yeah. You should be ashamed, Paul. That's brutal. Uh, speaking of drinking habits, um, this is on our list. Of, yeah, this of, is actually, this talking points number three. Number three on our, our topping. We, we we're we're jumping around the list, but we actually this is like we. <laughs> yeah, no, our list is like it's essentially it, meaningless now. Yeah, it's it's me. Yeah, but um, after we finish this podcast recording, I'm gonna do my errands. I want to say biweekly errands to refill the family's. Uh, five gallon jugs, five of them, so twenty five gallons total of water at our local grocery store. And you guys, you guys joke and and say, oh, you know, he's not a real hydro homie. He's not, you know, he doesn't mean business. I mean business, Paul. It's kind of a, I mean, it's a it's a big deal. You know, it, it make it, it makes me so happy whenever I get to go to the grocery store and <laughs> fill up my water. I mean, twenty five gallons in my possession in in the shopping cart, just nearly filled with water and it just doesn't get better it literally just doesn't get better i can't wait to come home and just drink the water. <laughs> you know, yeah. i just had this 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 idea or thought you i think it's it's safe to say that once you make a big purchase and you're driving home from a store and you just bought yourself like a new like a new t-shirt you really wanted or like a new coat or something really hip you really wanted or you just bought yourself this new camera you bought yourself this new graphics card i don't know mm-hmm. right and you're feeling like yes look at me driving home with my brand new Xbox, all like buckled into my yep. like, driver. I buckle in my you dro- five you buckle gallon in. jugs. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I need to not be shaking around. Not a single drop will leave the top of the, the the opening. Not a single drop. Just imagining you driving in your little Volkswagen with 
just yeah. jugs of yeah, of jugs water. of water. I mean, you can see right now that you know what, Paul. I was thinking about this literally at the beginning of the podcast. I was like, oh, it's a brilliant idea for Instagram content. We're literally gonna take a picture with me and my five gallon, five jugs of water mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. outside my car. It's gonna be brilliant. So you check that out on at the Inside Pod Instagram. Follow it, please. Thank great, you. great content. Great content. Yeah. So I, that's okay. that's my plan after the podcast. In the past um, two weeks or something like that. I don't know. You and I and Brian, friend of the podcast, we went to a, a new business here in the oh, yeah. Northwest Burbs. Yes. Um, it's a chicken place. We went there, and we can, we can, yeah, we can, we can say it. Sure. Fry the coop. Fry the coop. It was delicious. Local business. If you live in the vicinity of a fry the coop, go there. Get their Nashville chicken sandwich. Was that like yeah, the yeah. regular mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. Get that. Chicken's great. Fries are great. It's good. Good. Support local business. Go. Yep. Go do, do it. But we brought, because you can't eat inside the restaurant, we brought the food back to Jacob's house, and I firsthand had a glass of Jacob's um, jug water, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure. And I know I've given Jacob a lot of of crap in the podcast before about his, you know, office-style water Mm -hmm. dispenser, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but oh my gosh, is that water good? Oh yeah. That's some good water. Could definitely convert you to a hydro homie within minutes. Yeah. If you were there any longer, Paul, you would have been fully converted. You would have not drank another LaCroix in your life. Let me I would tell have, you. I would have put my head underneath the nozzle and just, just went started lo- going. Just yeah. absolutely <laughs> went loose. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, when when that when that office uh, style uh, water dispenser was been has been introduced into my house, um, it was very tempting. Uh, to you know, to do exactly what you described, but you know, when it's in your house for that long, you know, you could just you have access to all the water you want, you know, just you're, you're, you you become very, I guess, I don't I don't know what the word I'm trying to uh, find is hydrated. Like, well, hydrated to put it simply, <laughs> yeah. You're you're always hydrated, um, and you know you you don't need to indulge yourself fully because you're already you know you got it, you got it. You don't need to you know drink a whole, like five gallons a day you don't need you know you got it you got the water so just drink normally enjoy it live the life you've always wanted to live and that's that's my life right there that's my life i I drink the best water in town and yeah if you want if you want the best water in town just come come by my place you know sign you know my dms are wide open just put you know just bring your bring your uh cup of water and you know we'll we'll, we'll fill you up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's okay one of the things Really random thought. Actually, not too random. One of the things I love about living in the Chicagoland area is our water, generally, everywhere, is very good. Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan, yeah. Lake Michigan. Great Lakes water is fantastic. You go to a place like Florida, California, their water is just... I want to try... I can't say I've tried, so I wouldn't know. If you have, like, tap water from a state on the coast where they get their water from, you know, like the ocean, mm. and then they go through the process of um, desaltifying. I know there's an actual word. Mm. I don't know what the I word is. I don't know what the word yeah. is. It's yeah. like... We're not experts in anything. I don't know. We're not experts at water, but we no. talk about water. So. We talk about water all the time, <laughs> yeah. We, we would Oh, know. actually, I do have a follow-up from the previous podcast. Uh-oh. Um, remember when I said uh, water's molecule structure was like dihydrogen monoxide? Like, that's not. It's, it's not it, no. It's H2O. Which means it Two is hydrogens. dihydrogen monoxide. Monoxide. Yeah, there you go. So water is dihydrogen monoxide, there not hydrogen dioxide. There you go. Dihydrogen monoxide. Mm-hmm. There it is. There Anyways, um, 
Yeah, no, water that, like, we do have the technology to take salt water and make it in fresh water and drinkable, but it still doesn't taste like, you know, pure Great Lakes, amazing Lake Michigan, pure, amazing Great Lakes, Michigan, pure, amazing Great Lakes, Michigan water. <laughs> yeah. I got to try it out myself. I got to do, like, a, you know, around-the-world trip where I just taste all the water in various parts of the world. Oh, did you know? That lake, this the shoreline to Lake Michigan right now is in danger. There's a lot of erosion happening on the Illinois coastline on Lake Michigan. Erosion, yeah, really? erosion. You know what erosion is? No, I know what erosion is, but wh- how, like how? How? Just, just there's erosion happening. Yeah, but like, well, how? How is it like in immediate danger? Like, well, there's a lot very... of property on the shore of Lake Michigan. Yeah, right. And with erosion, that's the land literally eroding away going away going mm-hmm. bye-bye mm-hmm. and when you have property and like buildings and houses on that land that goes away that is bad are you so I, i'm not understanding you're not so understanding you, okay jacob you, no, 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 you no. build a house on on dirt yeah and then oh you're the saying dirt the foundation is goes eroding. away how do you not oh i understand okay <laughs> i thought okay. you meant like the buildings themselves were i'm like what no, no, no. i was like these there's no but okay i understand yes the, yeah the foundations are okay so that's yeah that would be bad yeah, yeah there's like also like just like just general like infrastructure of you know pathways and and homes and also like beaches too and, and trees and it's just it's going away so i how how would you combat i mean i'm sure like erosion takes forever you know not, if, if not necessarily th- though it, you don't think so i mean erosion yes over it takes there there is a processes that takes thousands and thousands of years but when i think in this case of lake michigan spoiler alert well not spoiler alert um just to put it out there i've haven't been reading a lot of articles about lake michigan recently i was kind of into this like a year ago sure and i'm pretty sure it's still going on um but what was your question? How do they? How do you even combat that? Uh, yeah, like I guess I don't. So I guess that makes sense. But like, what at what point is it a massive issue? Like you know, erosion is. You know, there's always got to be these natural events affecting anything. Um, like I guess, w- at what point do you have to take action and rebuild foundations to make them secure even throughout? Just like constant erosion, you know, because that that's always been a constant is erosion, you know, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in this atmosphere that we you know live in it's always going to be a thing so it's strange that now it's like okay this is we're in red red alert er, erosion you know yeah i think I, i'm not sure if this is like the exact detail of the exact story maybe i'm i you know maybe this should be a follow-up for for next podcast yeah, that'd be a good because um, sure. actually i think it's kind of interesting but disclaimer i have no Absolutely no, you know, prior knowledge of erosion and I got nothing. Lake Michigan, but wind what plus I, rock yeah, equals sand. What, what, what I, I think happens is, you know, people build lakefront houses, and before they build the house, there's a bunch of codes and laws and, um, you know, paperwork they got to go through, to make sure that the house they build on the land it's safe. And I'm pretty sure they have in mind that erosion will happen in this area but they probably you know do calculations like oh in 100 years or in 200 years the coast will shrink by a foot or three mm-hmm. feet whatever year metric it is or whatever how many feet or meters whatever they use i don't know yeah they, they probably do those calculations yeah. but i think why it's now like in the news that lake michigan is eroding is because it's happening faster than they're predicting 
Oh. Yeah. Sure. Now, okay. I don't know if this is, re- if it's being caused from, like, you know, climate change or if Lake Michigan's just getting angry for some reason or there's just more water in Lake Michigan. I don't know. I don't know why. But yeah. it's happening fast and there is, you know, property and um, a lot of millions of dollars of damage potential to be happening. Sounds like we just got to drink more water, man. Sounds like, yeah, we just got to start drinking Lake Michigan. It's like making that go down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's about time to put in the work, guys, you know. This it's, is, yeah, a true call for hydromy. If you want to save millions of dollars, if you live in Chicago, drink some water. Drink some water <laughs> yeah, from right. Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah. It'll help a ton. Thank you. Yeah. I'll do some, you know what, I'll do, some little bit, I'll do a little bit of research, and I'll come prepared yep. for next, next podcast. Have that for next one, yeah. So we are actually reaching just about, about the end. Um, we didn't really reach any of the topics we want to get through, but no. we, did have, we did have an interesting... We did. Um, let's let's go to the county. Well, first of all, happy VIP section. Welcome to the VIP section of the welcome. podcast. You you are a VIP. And also welcome to the accountability corner. Jake and I are going to take just a brief like minute or two talking about like uh, accountability things. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this on our the previous classic episode about accountability. Um, I'll go first. I'm reading a book. The book is The Martian Chronicles by Ray Ray Bradbury. And I'm just trying to do a thing. I read a page a day, right? Sometimes I read two. Sometimes I read one. And it's a good book. Hmm. The book was written in like the 1940s, published in the 50s. So while reading it, um, you can definitely tell that there is like, okay, like a lot of technology has changed. And even though this book is set in 1999. The future. Um, the future, yeah. This book was yeah, written in the 40s, but the book is set in the, in the 90s. So it's interesting to see like what, how Ray Bradbury thought the future would be or could be in 1999 um, from, like, the 40s. What, did you say the title of the book? Yeah, yeah, Martian Chronicles. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or The Martian Chronicles. Yeah, I mean, uh, for, I mean, just the very first chapter was talking about how, um, like, every time a rocket leaves Earth in the wintertime, the whole Earth, or I, I guess the area affected, but it sounded like he was talking about the whole Earth, becomes summer for like a minute or two and goes back to winter. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine that, like just chilling outside in in winter, going on a Gets walk. super hot. And then just, yeah, it's 70 degrees, all the snow melts, and it's like sun's out, and then it goes back to winter like a minute yeah. later. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I don't know if when Ray Bradbury wrote the book, like he thought that's how rockets worked. Because we do know in, in history of, the first rockets in the 40s were the the German V rockets, mm-hmm. the V2 or something along those lines. Yeah. And I have no idea if, if Bradbury knew about that or if those rockets were even like, you know, public knowledge because, you know, that was probably really secretive back then, World War II, all that. Sure. And, you know, in the 50s, that's when a lot more rock technology was coming out, but we didn't really know too much about rockets. So I don't know if this is Ray Bradbury, you know, writing about how he thought rockets worked or if him just exaggerating it to make the story seem interesting interesting, or if he legitimately thought that every time a rocket left earth the whole earth became or at least the area surrounding became summer Mm. nonetheless it's a good little book um i'm successful with reading every day every day so since okay well i mean there was some day there was like day or two that I, i didn't read okay but i have been diligent i've been making efforts into reading the book and i haven't made i've been making good progress that's good i'm about like 40 something pages in there you go and the book itself is like 180 something pages or whatnot not bad so hey i'm making progress You're making and headway yeah yeah it's um it's good there you go it's good that's good um so yeah i've been reading as well and uh 
still on my book called Dune. It's going to be a movie coming out in like, I don't know, late 2021. Very good. Very good book so far. And the, I don't know, if you haven't seen the trailer for the movie, it looks pretty sick too. So I'm excited for that. So I've been reading every day. Um, uh, the the volume at which I'm reading is like increasing too. And like I'm reading a little bit faster too, which not, you know, it's not meant to be for speed, but I guess like I've always been like a really slow reader. So it's like cool to kind of see the, oh yeah, I'm actually improving in this. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, uh, never really, maybe it was like a couple days where I, you know, I'm honest with myself, like, oh man, I'm just not focusing today. Like I read, like there was one instance where I read literally one page. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm done. You know, I, I read, I did my reading for today. I sat down, did my habit, n- not just to blow it off, but to continue the habit. Um, and, uh, next day read like two, three chapters, you know, 60 pages, which, you know, just went in, um, uh, so I've been doing that consistently. I mean, what is it now today? Uh, we're airing this on the 22nd of January. So I've been doing this for two months now nearly, which is awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. There so, um, the journaling thing, I've been keeping that up too. uh, just about a month on that. And that's been really, really helpful. Is there anything you've noticed different from you starting journaling to versus now? To now? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I guess um, it, it forces me to just, like, think about things, um, like, think about my day, kind of structure things. Um, there are definitely times where it's kind of, you know, bs you know, I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, this, and th- this today, you know, just forget, you know, do five minutes of writing, literally writing it out. I know what I was going to do anyway, so it's like, you know, the, the journaling didn't feel like it was much of a help that day, but I don't expect it to be you know, life changing each and every day. I write, you know, pick up a pen and paper. Um, so, but there's definitely some days where, you know, I, I have a thought while writing that I wouldn't have without it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something that appears because of what I'm doing. Um, and it, you know, changes kind of my perspective on things. So, I mean, just today, um, so I could talk about what's going good and, you know, the accountability section that those are the things, my habits are still going strong and improving something that's bad that I want to improve on is uh sleep and you mentioned that uh wait did you mention that in this take you know I have no take? idea I forget I have no well, idea we, we, we talk did, about we sleep did so before. many takes. we did so many takes but um in any case um so if if you've talked to me uh at in, in any point I some I often bring up how yeah if I'm if I'm trying to go to sleep there are some days where I literally stare at my ceiling for like an hour and it sucks and I hate it even without my phone, you know, and I just can't go to sleep. I've taken melatonin. I've, I've, you know, done other, you know, <laughs> I think there's this thing called like the military method or something with sleeping where you got to like flex every muscle. Like you got to start from your, you know, your face muscles down to your legs and just move down. And then just literally they, they say you got to think of, uh, either being in like a canoe in in the middle of a lake or something, and just like imagine that one, you know, um, and I don't know, just being like serene in, in like a serene sort of um, setting, and then just have the thoughts like don't think, don't think, because like all you know, when I'm trying to sleep, my mind's always racing thinking about something. So it, they always said, oh, don't just just tell your mind to not think, and it and it works, and it you know it's something you practice, but it works, and I just had no luck with that. But the one thing that has worked kind of, um, but it has drawbacks is I have 
I I adopted my sister's like blackout curtains. They're did so you, they're curtains. They're all black, and when you you know put them against your window, like no light goes through. Very little light goes through these curtains, and it just makes your room pitch pitch black. And it's like oh okay, this is this is the setting like for sleep. You're you know it's like you're in a, you're in a sensory like deprivation chamber. You know like it you are ready to sleep. The problem though. So when you wake up at nine, it is still pitch black, and like man, I don't want to get up. I'm in. It is so comfy in my bed, and you know. So I'm. I literally in my journal today. I'm like, okay, I gotta come up with a way to either have like an absolutely annoying alarm that just like gets me out, like that's like across my room or something that just literally goes off every thirty seconds or something. I turn it off once and try to go back to bed. It goes off again or something, or I gotta find a way to like make it like really easy to just open the curtains which sounds so strange but like you know when you're in bed like i don't want to open the curtains it's so comfy you know like so i don't know these are like thoughts that i wouldn't really care about if i hadn't like written about them so that's yeah i'm working on that anyway so sleeping blackout curtains helping but also not helping with getting up figuring that out so that's where i'm at yeah good a good little accountability corner right there yeah not bad not bad We'll continue this on in our next classic episode. Yeah, next classic episode when when we have no guests to the, to bother and you know no <laughs> no guests to uh, um, provide us with content. We'll keep you guys posted on what we're up to and and how we're doing. Yeah, yep, yep. I gotta be more. You mentioned what you you working on. What I want to work on is actually doing reading every day. Well, I've been reading for days but not every day and i gotta be more diligent about that the effort that you're putting in is really good um i think you should be proud of that for sure well yeah i mean like in my it's not something you did before you start you know like it's it's you are taking action and that's like some a lot of people can't say that and that's you know really valuable so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly exactly so yeah i that's the podcast right there that's pretty good uh we talked about all sorts of stuff half of it wasn't planned at all but hey we're we're in here you know we that's a, That's an episode. That's twenty four. We got to cap it off as always. But we got one more. We got one more little, little one little, more topic. One more topic. Yeah. Okay. What music recommendations? Well, no, I was just about to say yeah. We oh, got we got okay, music okay, recommendations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you said um, you got two. Oh, I oh two recommendations. Yeah. But so I got one. You so got I'm, one. I'm gonna go. You go ahead. Yeah. I hope this is yours because I want I want to kind of snipe your recommendation. There's no way it's not. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know. No, you can snipe it. Go ahead. I'm gonna recommend the tune entitled. Portrait of Tracy. It's a beautiful tune. By Jocko Pistorius. What's so special about that tune, Paul? It's special because Jocko is very good at playing the bass. Mm -hmm. And the song is solo bass, only bass. And you may think, well, that sounds boring. It's not. It's beautiful. Jocko is a pretty much a virtuoso on the bass. He essentially pioneered a new style of bass playing. And the song, the cool thing about the song, too, it's, it's not like a huge commitment to listen to. It's only like, what, two minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes, 30 seconds, right? Um, Jocko had a wife named uh, Tracy, and Jocko loved Tracy, so Jocko made a tune called Portrait of Tracy, which is, oh, so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm, so cute. Oh, adorable. And the cool thing about that song is that it uses something called harmonics yep. on the bass, which is essentially like math, but music. If you play the bass and you tap your finger not like fully depress it but just rest your finger on the str- on a very specific point on the string and then play the string you'll play a note that will sound very high instead mm-hmm. of like low on the bass 
and it makes use of um, of the harmonic series in, in music. And we can probably get more in detail about it. Yeah. But it has to do with like fractions and math and ratios and all that. Essentially, it's they're very difficult notes to play in the bass. Very difficult. It, it requires a lot of precision mm-hmm. and to play with the clarity that he does is very very challenging. And I could tell you firsthand because this week I took you know I spent several hours trying to learn this tune. You know, I, I knew about the student for ages, but it, for whatever reason, I had the urge to 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 try and learn it myself. I was like, you know what, let's just try to get into this challenge. It's only two minutes and, you know, repeats some sections. So, you know, I got all the time in the world. Let's give it a shot. And it took a long, long time, and I'm nowhere near perfect. Nowhere near. I'm never going to be perfect with that tune, cause, mm-hmm. um, but it was, it was a lot of fun and just really showed how... <laughs> challenging there's there's something called false harmonics too that are used yeah I know he, about so yeah the harmonics as paul described there's fractions it it's based on the, uh where the string ends uh, on, on both sides and what jocko does he creates a new end with his finger so uh, you know naturally it'd be like the the headstock where like that the nut is and the bridge so like that's where the two strings end where he he creates a new end with his finger and then uses another finger to to create the new harmony, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely super challenging, and I'm nowhere near done with the tune. But yeah, maybe one day. Portrait of Tracy, a very chilling, beautiful. It's it's like it's both dark and light at the same time. You know, it kind of reminds me of like a yin and yang. Like there's a lot of moments that it's like, wow, this is very dark and it's, it's haunting, emotional haunting yeah. yeah haunting i like that but then there's also moments too where it's, it becomes like very hopeful you mm-hmm. know it's 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 such a it's a beautiful song i don't know what else and to it's say. all it's, yeah it's all done on one bass part played in like you know just one part um a solo no, part no overdubs no, no recordings just press record you play it and then press and that's it press stop and then there it is and yeah it, it sounds like three parts i you would there's like a, a bass a sound there's like a, a harmony and a melody it's insane it's beautiful so there it check is check it out yeah I'm, i really hope that was your recommendation no it wasn't uh, uh, i have two completely different ones okay but you gotta pick one jacob i got well i'll pick one for the playlist okay and i'll briefly cover another one so the, for the playlist i was really like this this tune by this guy goes by caribou the animal caribou um uh and he goes by a bunch of other names too. He's a very interesting uh, um, composer, musician. Um, uh, it's basically like very, very, very simple like house music. You know, just like s- simple stuff to dance to. It's very repetitive, repetitive stuff, but interesting enough to me where it's like I don't know. It develops just enough for it to be interesting, and I I just found it to be very, very, very chill, very relaxing stuff. Um, he j- dropped an album uh, under his name Caribou, um, early or sorry, late of last year in 2020, and the track that really stuck out to me was Never Come Back, and just again very simple stuff, not a lot of I guess um, instrumental stuff going on, but it develops just enough for it to be inter- interesting, but reserved enough to be I guess laid back, chilled. So I'm very very much enjoyed that one. I would recommend that to anyone. The second one. I would recommend to no one except those who are like super into heavier stuff. Okay, let me just let me. So like the there's one night, Paul, where I had a similar thing as you, where you had, we went on a YouTube binge, and I th- I think 
the night it was like me, you, and Brian were talking on Discord, mm-hmm. and I forget why we we're really tired. We we're like, okay, I'm gonna knock out, and I was gas. I'm like, okay, but then for whatever reason, I had a thought about, a, um, I guess some something musically. It was like really, really new into 2020. It was like the beginning of the year, I think. Um, and then I, um, I remembered, oh, I gotta make a new list for albums because um, in the beginning of last year. I made an album, uh, uh, a list that compiled all my favorite albums from 2020. So, and I, it's like a hundred uh, plus list of albums that I've enjoyed throughout 2020. And I got to make a new one. It's 2021 now. So I did that, and I remembered what I listened to in the beginning of 2020. It was like really testing the boundaries of what I enjoy in like heavy, in like metal music and stuff. Like really just reaching the the boundaries of what I enjoy. I like to describe this type of music as like as like eating spicy food you know (laughs) like if like you know people have a certain tolerance for spicy food it's like oh Mm. you know i like medium but anything above that it's like you know it's it's not enjoyable anymore um and i was like testing the boundaries in the beginning of 2020 and i checked the same band out again and like man you know i didn't need to be like uh, to to fall in love with music again but the track that I listened to is called Dark Horse by Converge. This is like nasty band, disgusting band. It is it just like it just it made me fall in love. I was it was literally one a.m. I was so exhausted. And I heard the track and I didn't want to sleep for like another three hours. I was so energized and so oh, it was so such a cool tune. Um, literally in the middle of it, like the nastiest like breakdown, it made me want to like dance around and just like you know, it was so cool. So if you're into that stuff, check it out. If you're not, please don't check it out because you're not gonna have a fun time. But um, yeah, no. I if you're into that, I highly recommend Dark Horse. Dark Horse by Converge. Two tracks. I'm sorry, I broke the w- rules, Paul. What an extreme recommendation. I know. We're, we're <laughs> on both ends, right? Yeah. Seriously, so. yeah. I know. But anyway, I know. so that's what we got. There it is. Episode 24 of the Inside Podcast. Hope you In guys the enjoyed. Books. Yeah, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, please listen to this indoors. You can listen to it in a car, in a house. Um, you can listen to it in a in a building, just just not outside. Maybe in a boat, like well, in in the underneath, like like the like below the decks. The below, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's a door, I would say I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's indoors, you know. Yeah. As long as it's inside. As long as it's inside. Have a phenomenal day. Morning, afternoon, night, evening, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. Thanks for listening. Signing off.